Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. As I said, we're talking about seasons of change. And I want to remind you that seasons are temporary and you outlast a season of crisis or you overcome a season of crisis by outlasting it. And when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you received eternal life, eternity in your heart. And remember now, when we talk about your heart, we're not talking about this physical chamber behind your chest, pumping blood and all of that. The Bible is speaking to your spirit when it makes mention of your heart. In, in the majority of the occasion. So when you receive Jesus in your spirit, that means the Holy Spirit with eternal comes and live in your spirit. That means eternity is in your spirit, which means you have the ability to outlast anything that is temporary because you have eternity in you. So you don't even have to worry about that or allow the enemy to uh, mess with your mind about that. Eternity is in you, so you can outlast anything that is uh, temporary. And so I want to remind you that you are equipped to win, to overcome. Now, many Initially, there was the thought and the teaching and the philosophy that the sun revolves around the earth. That's what the world knew and was taught and the books were written accordingly. But the Italian-American scientist, Galileo, first looked through a telescope one day. He was looking at the atmospheric conditions of the earth. He already heard that the sun revolved around the earth, but he wanted to see it for himself, to prove it for himself. So he looked in the, the into the atmospheric operations. And what he saw amazed him because what he saw was not what everybody um, knew or what he was told. When he looked carefully, he realized that the earth was the one that was really revolving around the sun and not the sun around the earth. And he was like, wow. And when he made that known and it was proven by other scientists, all of a sudden, they had to rewrite history because someone dared to challenge 
the status quo and prove something different as it relates to what was known by um, man. As I said, up until then, the world was thought that the sun revolves around uh, the earth. But Galileo saw the opposite. And, you know, just as Galileo looked through the telescope and saw something different and made new discoveries, you need to partner with the Holy Spirit, partner with the Word of God, partner with the Kingdom of God, and look into your life and see if you are seeing, when you look through the eyes of God, the same thing that you have always believed about your life. You need to partner with the Holy Spirit and look into your life and challenge what the devil has been saying about you. Challenge your own philosophies about your life. Challenge the foundations of your philosophy, of your beliefs. That which I have believed and have governed my life over the years, is it rooted in the word of God? Is that how the kingdom sees me? When God looks at me, am I seeing the same thing that God sees? You can't see your life through the world system. You can't see it if you don't uh, partner with the word of God. So I dare you to challenge your beliefs, challenge your philosophy according or against what the word of God says. And you're going to see a you that you have never seen before. You're going to realize that them depression that has come against you and discouragement that has come against you all along, they were trying to keep you from seeing your life in God. God says, look, I have downloaded in you more than you would ever imagine and creation groans, travail at this moment, waiting for the manifestations that are in you. But you need to see them so that you can be confident that you have something to give to your generation. You see, because people look through their own eyes, their own natural eyes sometimes, and their philosophies are not founded on the word of God and all of that, and the way they see their lives is not through the eyes of the kingdom of God, but through the eyes of the uh, world and the natural eyes. Because of that, so many times people are left behind. Left behind in the sense that they can't see their lives in relation to what God is doing now. 
They don't even see what God is doing. No, they can't see their lives in God. So uh, they are working on the, in terms of their own efforts and that won't suffice. So, you know, a study commissioned many years ago actually shows that, the, the, well, it was commissioned to find out how far behind the church is as it relates to um, society, realities. And the study shows that the church is generally 20 to 30 years behind. It's a sad state of affairs. So that means the church is generally a, whole, a generation behind. So for example, when television first came in, the church opposed it because they said it was the devil. When internet came in, the church opposed it and fought it because they said it was of the devil and, you know, introducing the mark of the beast and all that kind of stuff. By the time the church accepted the internet, the world already took it over and determined the boundaries and operations of the internet. So we now have to submit to the world in terms of the usage of that. We cannot afford as the church to continue to play the catch-up games. And the good thing is that we serve a God that is able to um, allow us to run a hundred years in one year. To make up. In fact, I believe we're living in a time where God is not so interested in you running with the footmen anymore, but he wants you to run with the horsemen. It's a time of gathering momentum. It's a time of um, moving forward in what God wants us to do. It's a time of gathering end time, end time harvest. And you can't do that in your own strength. You know, life is dynamic. Things change. People change. Change is important in continued productivity. But as we talk about seasons of change, I want you to understand that uh, except we engage God, engage the kingdom of God, the changes that the kingdom desire in our lives will not happen. But guess what? If you don't change, if you don't challenge the status quo, you won't see the other side of life. You won't see what you're missing, uh, what, 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 what um, you're missing in terms of uh, what God intended for you. And you might live on a premise that is not true, just like the world used to think about the sun revolve of, around the earth. They, they lived a lie. How many of the believers and people of the world today 
are living lies about their lives because you've believed what people said about you who people who didn't believe in you you believe what they say about you when you were young you grew up with that believing that you're a failure but today i am inviting you to begin to believe what god says about you and change those philosophies that you can engage what god is saying and receive the benefits of what god is saying it is your responsibility yes you it is your responsibility as an individual to ensure that changes are taking place in your life uh, that will make you better it is your responsibility as an individual to ensure that don't just be in the flow of change for the sake of change the changes that are happening in your life should be changes that makes you better and that is why you have to do them in the kingdom you have to engage the kingdom in those changes because god knows best for your life change should be managed properly if you're going to get the best results at the end of the day so i want to say to you don't be afraid to challenge the status quo of your life just ensure that the challenge is guided by the kingdom principles. Sometimes you have to change the dynamics around your life when it is required. The dynamics that are around some people's life are dynamics that can't get you any better results than you've gotten in your life. And you just need to change the dynamics around your life. The, the dynamics, um, talking about how things work and all that kind of stuff. So tra tradition, religion, culture has taught all of us things that are not true. All of us used to believe things that uh, when, we, when light shone in our hearts, we realized that those things are not true. So all of a sudden, we have to change. Don't keep holding on to things that are not true just because you believe them one uh, time ago, and um, that they're the things that you have always grown on. Begin to believe what the Word of God says about you and allow the Word to produce change in your life so that you can see your life in light with what the Word of God says. Change is constant. There is nothing more constant in life than change. And if you don't choose to change, change will happen to you. The thing is, when you determine the change, you manage the results. When change happens to you, then you just have to go with the flow. There is so much in you that the earth, that your generation and the generations following is waiting on. But it cannot come out in the state that you are right now. You have to make changes. I want to read from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read a few verses there book of Genesis 
chapter one, and we're going to read to uh, about verse three, Genesis chapter one. We're going to read to about verse three. It's a portion that you 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 know very well. Everybody would have heard um, this portion of scripture before, but let's dig out some truth out of it this morning that I'm sure will bless your heart. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's the King James Version. So the new the NLT says that God created the, created the heavens and the earth. And it says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, in verse 3, let there be light. And there was light. Well, let's examine that a little bit. The earth was without form and void. It was shapeless. It had no order. And it was void or empty. In terms of producing, it produced nothing. The Bible says darkness was upon the face of the deep. Dark, uh, darkness there speaks to um, disorder, chaos, confusion. Nothing was in order, so the earth could not produce anything. What would happen? God replaced that darkness with light. He changed the darkness to light. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light, let there be order. And there was light. And if you read the rest of Genesis chapter 1, you see what the earth uh, produced as a result of that change. Darkness could not enable the earth to produce um, the waters and man and the, the fruit trees and the animals and all of that, all that was created. Darkness could not enable the earth to produce that. But when the darkness was changed to light, all of a sudden the earth became and still is uh, one of the most resourceful thing that we will ever know. So we get our water from the earth today still. We, 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 we get our fruit, our food from the earth. When our loved ones died, we give them back to the earth. The earth is so productive because the darkness was changed to light. Now, 
a great deal of creation, as I said, was in the earth, but it could not come out because darkness covered the earth. The same applies today. Greatness is in you. Songs and books, ministry is in you. But it can't come out because some changes need to be made. Some areas that the enemy uh, barricaded in your life with darkness. Oh, we pray today that the light of the glorious gospel, that the light of God would shine in your heart, that the Holy Spirit that hovered over creation in Genesis, Genesis would hover over your life, would hover upon your life right now and allow the light of God to shine in those areas that darkness is so that the ministry and the gifts and callings of God, the excellence of God that is in you can be manifested. It can come forth, but some changes are necessary. I want you to think about Paul. Paul had missionary trips in him. Faith teachings were uh, they were in Paul. The New Testament was in Paul. But it could not come out when darkness hovered over his life and he went according to the assignments of the kingdom of darkness. But one day on the Damascus road, the Bible said that a light shone from heaven glory to God and it shone in his life and brought changes Paul responded and all of a sudden all of the the gifts and anointings the New Testament and everything else that was in him started to come out when the changes were made I am saying, you have to challenge that which you have allowed to guide your life just because you probably heard it in church or wherever else. You have to measure it against what the word of God says and make the changes so that you can become as productive as God wants you to be. Abraham was a wealthy man. He wasn't lacking, but for him to become the father of many nations and walk in the fullness of what God wanted and the greatness of what God had called him to, he had to make changes. He had to leave his own land and follow God. The changes we're talking about is we're talking about changes according to the word according to the kingdom you i don't want you to get up and just start thinking and out of your natural mind make changes no the changes must be kingdom changes because i believe one of the problems that we have sometimes is that people plug in and out of God. So 
um, for months, you're busy, you can't talk to God, you don't hear from God. You pl probably plugged in another season of prayer and, and hear something from God. I'm not doubting you heard. Maybe at that time, God saying, let down your net for a catch. She's saying that to the body of Christ. And you're letting down your net and wondering why you're not getting the kind of catch that um, others are getting. But guess what? Those months that you missed out, you never heard when God was saying, sow the seeds. Because you were not plugged into God at that time. You missed what God was saying at that time. You didn't uh, catch the part when God was saying, be faithful, extend yourselves in prayer. So you missed that. And when you plugged in, you heard the part about let down your net for a catch. And you just think that, wow, that's a good word. It, 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 it ministers to me. I would like a catch today. And you let down your net and catching nothing. I am saying that if you are going to become your best in God and see the results that God desires for you to have, you cannot plug in and out of God. You need to be consistent in that commitment and that uh, fellowship and that secret place. God wants all of you. So, Maybe that's the change that someone needs to make. Uh, we're not saying you don't love God. You, you, you really love God, but your consistency has been found wanting. Examine the fundamentals on which your life operates and make the necessary changes. And let me challenge you for a moment here. When last, when was the last time that you deliberately made a change in your life in pursuit of new levels of excellence in your God, in God? I'm not saying you don't love God and that you're not saved, but when was the last time you examined your life and, uh, and came to the reality that I need to go to new levels in God and you made changes to facilitate that progress in God. One change that is mandatory, if it is not um, happening in your life as yet, is to put kingdom structure and kingdom dynamics around your life. Put kingdom structure around your life. What do I mean by kingdom structure? You have to ensure, one, that you're in Eden. We've talked about Eden over time, which means the presence of the Lord. That's where you're going to hear God and know God's direction and um, know the changes that are priority in your life and all of that kind of stuff in Eden. You don't, you don't have to listen to, to, to me or any other minister to make those changes. If you are in Eden, God will deal with your heart. God will uh, ensure uh, changes happen by convicting you. Things will happen beyond your imagination. 
So one structure that have to be in your life. If it is not, so it's one of the change uh, that one of the changes that have to be made. If it's not already going, is Eden. Ensure your operations, your your life, is guided by the Word of God. Sometimes we listen to to people and circumstances and and evaluate things according to our natural minds and make decisions accordingly. God wants you to make decisions according to the word of God. So whatever decision you're making in your life, you need to measure it according to the word of God. Can I support this from the word of God? What is the word of the Lord to me today on, on, on this? So we talk about kingdom, kingdom structure. We're talking about Eden. We're talking about making decisions and being guided according to the word of God. Another one is make the kingdom of God number one priority in your life. Matthew 6.33. And also kingdom citizenship and righteousness. When we talk about kingdom structure, these are the things that we're talking about. I'm not talking about well, you go to church or you tune into um, you know, the, the, the message and, and it was nice. Of course, thank you that you say it was nice, but you know, we need to go further than that. How is it impacting your life? What changes are being provoked and produced in your life? I can tell you right now that it is not very difficult to be extraordinary. It is just more comfortable to be ordinary. But a little effort with kingdom structure in your life makes you extraordinary. As I said, dynamics speak to all uh, things uh, work and, and, and changes and all of that. So kingdom dynamics, kingdom structure will help to enable changes in your life. It's important. As I said before, I have no questions at all in my mind if you love God. You could be doing other things with your Sunday morning, but you took time to tune in. We appreciate that. So I am not questioning if you love God. You really love God. But your consistency in the things of God have been found wanting. Your commitment has been rocky. You have been dictated to by fear and people about uh, full-time ministry that God might have been speaking to your heart about. Um, or some of you have been hurt by the church and by people and you have just taken hard line positions in your life as it relates to those situations god is saying this morning open your life to changes the changes that i ordered that i intended for this time and allow the holy spirit to work in your life As I said before, I know some of you have been hurt by the church, 
by people. The Bible says that there was a man leaving uh, Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves. They stripped him, wounded him, and left him half dead. Some of you that are listening to me now are founding yourself in that state. You've been stripped. Man, you've been stripped of, your, of confidence. You've been stripped of motivation. You've been wounded. There's so many who've been left half dead because you fell among thieves. People who you felt were going to take care of you didn't come through. So you found yourself in one of those states, or all three, stripped, wounded, left half dead. And what even hurt more about it is that some people that you were sure would help have passed by on the other side. Some of them have looked at you and passed by. But the Bible says that the Good Samaritan, as we call him, came and saw that man. And he took him, he came off his donkey, his ass. And the Bible said, watch this. He poured oil and wine into those wounds. Oil in the scripture is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Wine is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. So the Samaritan typify, typified the New Testament. And he was administering the Holy Spirit. In, in, in today, the relevance of today is that he was administering the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus to that man that was wounded. He was putting the kingdom around the man in his life. I am saying that you don't have to stay wounded for the rest of your life. You don't have to stay half dead for the rest of your life. You don't have to stay stripped for the rest of your life. Good news is that the kingdom is here. I speak into your life today and I say, lift up the heads which hang down. Lord, we ask you to strengthen the feeble knees. You, Lord, know how to turn our mourning into dancing. I thank you, God, for the manifestations of your power in the lives of your people as we open up our hearts to the changes that you're rooting in our, into our lives right now. You're a good God. You're a good, good Father. And we thank you for working in our lives. God has been dealing with some of you um, in terms of your heart, even before this message. 
but your response has been slow because you've been so wounded. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the time to change the dynamics around your life as God works in and through you. The Bible says that he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. I want to remind you that change is guaranteed. You cannot stop change. Change is going to happen to you. It is going to happen around you. Therefore, you have one of two options. You can become an, age, an agent of change or a victim of change. You have to make up your mind. You're either, become, either going to become an agent of change or a victim of change. And if you don't choose to become an agent, you will become a victim. The thing is, if you become an agent of change, then you make the change happen. You decide what kind of change and how you manage the change and the, the results largely determine the results at the end of the day. But if you are a victim of change, then you just have to go with the flow. Any change that happened, you just have to swing with it. God wants you to become agents of change. And today, he wants to work in your lives. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.